right. <laughs> that worked out much better this time. I think we should call this cup of morning two tries because it usually takes me the second time to, to really nail it, which is fascinating for a live show. Hey, this is called a cup of morning sunshine. And for today's show, we're going to review the top five things a recruiter looks at when reviewing your resume. This is important stuff. This is your cup of morning sunshine. Let's get started. Uh, they should probably take this network away from me. <laughs> I think I've had enough. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to your cup of morning sunshine, the number one place for good news, good ideas, and good stuff. I'm your host, Scott Whitney. Nice. Nice. <laughs> it's great to have you here. Hey, how do you reach out to us here at the Cup of Morning Sunshine show? There's a couple ways you could do it. You could be on the live chat. You're an you're a in-the-moment kind of guy over here, live chat. People there. Or you're contemplative, you're thinking about ideas, maybe show ideas, or maybe you want to send a shot of espresso to somebody because you want to shine a flashlight on somebody who's done something nice for you. That's easy to do too. You send us an email to sunshine at vegasvideonetwork.com. Again, that's sunshine at vegasvideonetwork.com. Of course, you could check us out on the iTunes, which I think has legs. I think it'll be okay. Or come to the Vegas Video Network website and visit us there as well. All right, let's get started. Now, one of our most popular shows that we've done so far was the show about um, uh, interviews and how to answer the question, so tell me about yourself. And as I was reviewing the fact that you know, people were coming to the website and checking it out and they were tweeting about it and it was on Facebook and it had a nice little buzz to it, it became pretty clear to me that the whole job searching area is important to a lot of people. Now, come to find out, I happen to be married to a recruiter. Hmm. And not just any recruiter, by the way, a senior recruiter, a gal who has worked for probably the two most famous companies in the Bay Area in California. If you heard them, you'd go, what? Those are huge companies. And here she works for a large gaming concern as well. So I asked her, you know, uh, the idea of, of this whole interview thing is important, being able to answer that question, so tell me about yourself is important. But if you don't get to the interview, it doesn't matter. And the only way you get to the interview is through your resume. You got to get past what's in essence a gatekeeper, and that gatekeeper is a recruiter. So I asked Melissa, my wife, wife 2.0, you know, what are the things that you look for? What are the tips that you give somebody who is submitting a resume to you? And that's what we're going to talk about resume tips, the top five resume tips that a senior recruiter uh, provided to us. And we have to remember, first and foremost, that when it comes to these tips, Excuse me, you're sending it to a person who's not watching or reading or going through 1Z, 2Z resumes. Now, they're going through hundreds, thousands of resumes. It's been times where Melissa has brought home a stack of resumes this big that she's had to go through. So these are the tips from a senior recruiter who, who knows from which she speaks the things that she looks for that's important to her. So let's go to tip number one. First is the layout of your resume. What's the layout? couple things. First of all, what do you put at the top? 
it's either going to be your educational information or your work. What's information about, or, in, or interesting about that, I should say, is that a lot of people are putting their educational stuff at the top when it's really no longer applicable. More times than not, it should be your work experience. Now, are there exceptions? Of course there are. If you're a Harvard Law graduate, eh, you might put that at the top, depending on the job you're looking for. But more times than not, you're putting your work experience at top. And then, in what position do you put stuff? So if you look at the, uh, the side, if you look at the graphic behind me, you'll notice that there's one of two ways that you can do this. Either you put the position on top and then the company below it with the date off to the side, or the other way around. You put the company name on top with your position, your title below it. So how do you decide? Well, which, which is the more impressive to that recruiter and to that hiring manager? So, if I was a director of marketing, for example, at a company you may not have heard before, I'm going to put the position at the top there. However, let's say I worked at Google. Well, then I'm going to put the company name at top with my title below it. So you want to lead with your strong point. It's just like writing an article for a newspaper. All you journalist majors out there know that the first paragraph, you put the meat because oftentimes people don't get past the first paragraph. Same kind of thing for your layout. You should open with the strong content, all right? So that's the first tip is your layout. The second tip has to do with your font size. And this is important as well now. So what's the deal? Nothing less than 10 points, which is the size of the font, right? If you're using Microsoft Word, you'll see it. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, those are in points, right? Just so you know, 72 points equals an inch. So nothing less than 10 points and Melissa prefers 11 points. Now, bigger isn't better. We don't want a, uh, a Roy Clark big note songbook looking resume with giant fonts 50 pages long. 11 points is good, and really you should only use one of two fonts. If you're a sans serif person, you're going to use Arial, and if you're a serif person, you're going to use Times Roman. And that's it. By the way, the, the size of the font also kind of lends to how long a resume you should have, right? A lot of people still keep saying it should be one page. That's nonsense. Go to two pages if you need to go to two pages. Um, but again, you're trying to get it so it's readable um, and also so it's got content-rich environment. By the way, the other reason for fonts is there's two entities that are reading your resume. There's the recruiter who has to go through thousands of resumes, but there's also software that's scanning that content as well. So if I can't read it because you want to design it to make it look pretty, you're out of luck. As a matter of fact, you'll see that a lot in, in resume design companies, that they try to make this pretty looking uh, resume, you know, because you're hoping that the, the manager, managing director or your creative director sees it. They never see that resume unless it gets past the recruiter first. So make sure it's easy to read. Number three, bullets. You want to write in bullets, not paragraphs. And you should start every bullet with a verb. So I, I know I used to make this mistake. I would write, here's my title, and then I'd do a, a short little paragraph or a short sentence or two kind of describing what I did. They don't care about that at all. You should have just your title and then the bullets below it. And each bullet should start with a verb, an action verb. So you don't say, I was responsible for training. You say, trained team of X. Designed, deployed, developed, right? You want to let people know what you did as quickly as possible using an action verb. And also, within those bullets, keywords are important. 
because the recruiter and that software are scanning for certain keywords, right? So if you're a programmer, you're going to talk about the languages that you've used. If you are a, a merger and acquisition guy, you're going to use the terms that are used a lot in M&A. But make sure those keywords are in there. Make sure that you start every bullet with an action verb. Number four, show me you can do something, right? Tell me a story that shows me that you can provide specific results. In other words, what you're trying to do here is quantify your experience. That warm and fuzzy, gee, I did a lot of nice things doesn't play out here. And there's three ways to quantify what you've done, either with numbers, with percentages, or with dollars. So tell me how many employees did you train? Tell me the percentage of money you saved the company. Tell me in dollars how big did you blow out your, your, uh, your sales forecast. Be specific. And, remember, and by the way, in here, specificity makes you sound smart. The more specific you are, the smarter you sound. So again, show me that you can do something. And then finally, our fifth idea here is spelling. And this sounds really obvious, but you'd be shocked how many resumes have one or two problems here. Either there's just clear spelling mistakes or there's content mistakes. Now, we all tend to suffer from what I call the curse of knowledge, which means that when you become so familiar with something, <clears throat> reading it over and over again becomes kind of a bore. Salespeople have this a lot where, oh, I don't want to go over this again. Ah, they probably already know this. They don't already know this. And so besides doing the spell check, you want to make sure that in the context makes, makes sense. So here versus here, there versus there. So what that means is besides reading your resume out loud so you can really hear how it sounds, you should give it to somebody else to read as well. Both somebody who's in your business, but somebody who's out of your business as well, so they can make sense of it. Remember, not every recruiter is an expert at programming languages. So make sure that they can understand what's going on when they read your resume. So again, that's the top five issues that you want to concern yourself with. The layout, the font that you're using, the bullets and the verbs. You want to make sure you show me you can do something and that you spell check it and that you also check for context as well. Now, are there other things? Yeah, Melissa rattled off a ton of other ideas. For example, you might be surprised to know that a lot of folks check out or send a resume with a photo on it. Apparently, that's real big in Europe. It's not a good idea here in America. A couple of reasons. First of all, it's odd. So you, know, you may be thinking, well, it separates me. Yeah, but it separates you and puts you in the odd bucket as opposed to, oh, that's a clever bucket. And the second thing is it, it, uh, it exposes you to possible discrimination. And we don't want that as well. So keep your pictures off there. Uh, when you're sending that resume, okay? If you have any questions about this or want a bit more detail, go ahead and send me an email at uh, sunshineatvegasvideonetwork.com. Um, if I can't help you with that, I'll, I'll send off the question to Melissa uh, and have her give you a, a, a hand with that, okay? Okay, I think it's time for a shot of espresso. And today's shot comes from Judy W. And Judy's shot is, is near and dear to me, I must say. Here's what Judy had to say. Judy says, hey, thanks for wanting to feature something that means a lot to me. I would like to do a big shout out to, believe it or not, podcasters. Huh. 
podcasters. Oh. For the past couple of years, I have been listening to podcasts mostly that have to do with travel and some even educational or historical. It's a wonderful part of technology. You can learn so much through them and get travel tips, live through them vicariously to all kinds of new places and get a laugh when you need it. So thanks to all the podcasters out there. Oh, and by the way, happy holiday to you and to your family. So on behalf of Judy and all of us at the Cup of Morning Sunshine show, this shot of espresso goes to podcasters, of which I am one. So Judy, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. And that wraps up the big show. Hey, thanks for watching. Thanks for telling other people about us. And if you want to, again, reach out to us, besides doing the iTunes or the live chat, be sure to send us an email. The email address, again, is sunshine at VegasVideoNetwork.com. We're going to take a break next week. All the shows on the Vegas Video Network are going to take the holiday, uh, the last week of uh, December off, take a little break, recharge, and get ready for the new year. Uh, so that, until we see you next time, go out there, set the world to right. Take care.